Zook Smith of Zook, Zook Tunes, excuse me. Um, it the last time we saw each other was at the Launch Music Conference 2017. Um, right. I hope you're doing well during everything with during everything with the, you know, everybody stuck in staying in quarantine and such. Yeah. So, I mean, what what have you been doing to keep busy? I mean, are are you still working with students online and such? <sighs> Absolutely. And yeah, I mean, I've been teaching online for about 10 years anyway, so it it really wasn't different for me to keep going this way. But to have all of my students now online, you know, so some of them had to get used to to doing it. The local students, the one that live that live near near me in the regional area that usually come here. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's been it's been great. I mean, I I love it. I love to teach. So I don't care if I'm online or in person. I just, you know, let's do it. Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a passion that some people have, and that's obviously something you've been doing for a, a good amount of time. Um, do you prefer, like, in person? I mean, is it a completely different process? It, I know it, for, it is for drums. You know what I mean? Um, it's, yeah, it's, is it a different process? Yes and no. But I get some things out of doing it online more so than live because I'm really focused with the student, and the student is focused on me mm-hmm. because you're so close to the camera and they're usually in a in a safe space they're usually in a private room when they take the online lessons so they seem to be a little they feel more comfortable with their vulnerability when they're online when they're you know I usually teach in my house and I live on a lake so I have them facing the lake so it's vibey and all that kind of stuff oh absolutely and yeah and um so but that's you know it's a bigger space there's people in the neighborhood they hear. So sometimes if a noise startles them, they'll get out of focus. So I, so mm-hmm. in some ways I kind of like online better. Right. As yeah. long as, as long as the feed doesn't fold. <laughs> that is true. I mean, I, I personally uh, have a couple students myself. So, I mean, it, they kind of wanted to implement online lessons and I'm not really kind of, I can't find an idea, you know, cause especially if they want to play something, whether it's on a pad or a drum set and they're already at the level of doing, you know, um, the intermediate, a level of drumming and percussion so them playing drums and I'm, I'm trying to like say hey hey wait wait stop 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 good job like it's just very complicated so we're we're gonna yeah. get back to probably doing that soon i mean it seems like it's a if we keep our distance and do all the safety procedures and such so um yeah. i know, mean it but, would be good if all students used a mic and an interface when they came to a lesson but they, they don't they all don't have that right. you know so sometimes they're just using their internal mic and it's and it sounds like wow you know, <laughs> and it's, or it goes in and out like, you know, da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> I could imagine. I could only imagine. That's so cool. And you've been how long have you been doing this for? Because I see it that your whole website is, you know, filled with students and they have their own profiles. And I've never seen anything like that. I think that's that's extremely creative to do that, well, to, like I show just, their their talent. I just, I, you know, I, I want my students to all be successful. You know, they're they're you know, they come from all different kinds of they're following all different kinds of styles and genres. And I just love them all. And, and I want to see them move forward. But um, professionally teaching, I'm going to say it's a good for this, just a good 12 years, because um, I've gone through a lot of stuff, as everybody does. By the time you're my age, you go right, through a sure. lot of stuff. Um, so, and prior to the, uh, well, okay, so here's the quick story. <laughs> here's the, here's the, here's the two it. minute. Yeah. The two minute thing. Okay. So, mm-hmm. you know, growing up, you know, with, you know, rock and polkas in my house, whatever. And, um, That's a good combination. And it was a great combination. My brothers went to Woodstock and my dad played accordion. <sighs> I mean, like how cool is that? You know, I love great. to live in 69 and just <laughs> right? hanging out and great. just 
smoking was, a couple things and just heading, hanging out. You know what I mean? That's like, I exactly yeah. what it was like. And yeah. I studied classical piano at the time. Anyway, but I was really yeah. into rock. You know, did the rock thing in high school, you know, the bands and the Joni Mitchell on the guitar and, you know, doing the, the blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Go to college, went to Indiana University, you know, um, studied opera there, uh, hung out with jazzers there. That was mm. great. Blah, blah, blah. Um, did bands, lots of bands, lots of bands, uh, jingles, da, da, da. Um, some record dates. Um, and then um, had a kid, got married, had a kid. Um, husband went on the road. I started doing some stuff at home, stopped doing a lot of the music stuff, but I was teaching piano. Um, then age 40, I get breast cancer. Dun, dun, dun. And uh, <laughs> so, God bless no, you for, for, you know, getting through was, that. Yeah, thank you. But I'll tell you, I would not be the teacher I am today if I did not go through that because I lost my voice completely wow. from going through chemo. So I have a personal understanding of what it's like when you don't have your voice and you're really frustrated because mm -hmm. it took a while to, to get it back again. So that, anyway, fast track this. So I found a uh, the teacher that I found at the time was Brett Manning, who he's based in Nashville. And, um, he looked like a, like a, a slacker to me. Like he's sitting, like I had this hat on he's like doing this stuff. And I'm like, who is this guy? Right. And I started doing his exercises and I'm like, actually, this is working on my voice. I don't know what the hell he's doing, but it's working. It's nothing, you know, it was very different than anything that I had studied. So it was odd. So I flew down to Nashville over a year's point over a year's time and certified with him to, to learn his technique. And um, so it was then that was in 2008. So I would say 2008 is really when I took it really seriously to to teach others how to sing. Mm -hmm. And um, then since then, I've studied many, many other methods as well. But I still incorporate a lot of what Brett taught. Your, so. your background is I mean, there's it's just the the genres is there is no end to you know what you've learned over the years too the, the experience like the the interest of every single genre from opera i mean opera is something that, that is a specific taste in itself like i do enjoy some i mean not most but like i can't tell you one opera act off the back of my head besides um and I, that's, I can't you know that's, what i mean but you know, you know that's cool like, i mean it, just as long as you open your ears and listen at least once Right. To everything. That's Absolutely. all you have to do. Yeah. You don't have to like everything. But I'm listening from a different perspective now anyway. I mean, I didn't like opera when I was young. When I was a teenager, it was like, oh, my God, what is this? You know, and it wasn't until I went to college and studied with an opera teacher. And then I felt the resonance and heard the resonance of my voice. And I'm like, oh, this is what opera does. This wow. is pretty wild, you know. And then, and then I, and I had the opportunity to in the '80s. I studied with um, Marty Lawrence, and at that time, Marty Lawrence taught a lot of um, opera students. But then he was coaching rockers. He coached Bon Jovi at the time that I was studying with okay. him. Yeah, so all local natives in New Jersey. Yeah, okay. Yep, yep. Yeah. And um, so that was really, that was really cool. You know, I was just, I mean, I've had fun. I've really had fun. I've had great mentors. That's, and that's what I love passing on. I've, I've had the opportunity to study and and apprentice under amazing coaches you know of all yeah. facets and i you know i now, just want to share that and that's a great opportunity and especially because you're saying mentor there's a huge difference between a mentor and a teacher and the mentor basically uh, you know adapts to the students you know you know personality in general and kind of you know molds them into who they want to be in itself and a teacher just they basically teaches the lessons and then moves on so right. like um like uh, my mentor I mean, he has really kind of 
sat back and wanted to see what my interests were and then how I want and how he could, you know, do his best to implement so, so many techniques that I can move forward with doing it in itself. And, mm-hmm. and he stuck with, if I had any questions, like I just, you know, give him a shout and like, Hey man, like I have a question about blah, blah, blah. He's like, yeah, sure. And then she calls me back and does all that. And there's, you know, some teachers don't do that. I mean, right. that's why they're teachers. <laughs> they're right. Mentors. But no, because like, and the apprenticeship too, that's a whole, that's a whole gift in itself. So you, the experience is obviously there. And, mm-hmm. um, I mean, have you have you gone and you know put yourself into certain um, acts in itself, like you know opera or singing, you know, in a musical act of some sort? Like, oh no, I've never, I've never, no, I just um, studied, you know, legit. I call it legit voice, you know, classical voice. Um, but my teacher at the time, she was Eileen Farrell. She was a famous opera star. Um, and I was just so lucky to get into her class. I had no idea who she was, you know, and it wasn't until my father told me, he was like, oh my God, you got into Eileen Farrell's class. Holy cow. And I'm like, great. All right. Uh, But she was also, she was also sang jazz standards. So she, you know, she was doing that as well. Um, and, um, so it was really, it was really folk and rock that I, I leaned toward and then meeting, you know, college musicians. I got to work with some great college musicians. Um, one of them, John Harrington, who's a guitar player, who's now, who's been with Steely Dan, um, for years. And he was in, I was in a 10 piece funk band where he, that he was in. Um, uh, I was in, um, I was in a country band, weekend country band in Southern Indiana, you know, um, I, um, in the early eighties, um, we put together my, my husband and I, we weren't married at the time, but we put together a new wave punk band and that was just a blast doing that. I mean, that was just so much fun. There's a lot of creativity Um, that just comes out of like that whole genre in itself, you know, like it's not a specific, like, um, uh, a specific, uh, placement of like intro chorus verse. That's right. Yeah. That's right. You just we got whatever to, you want. We got so out to lunch sometimes. I'm telling you, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so you know, cool. doing that, and then, and then other, you know, other recording projects and stuff, and mm-hmm. you know, you just do what you feel like doing. Yeah. And, and have fun doing it. If you're yeah. not having fun, don't do it anymore. I say that to anybody all the time. I say it all the time. I just, I just recently said it's like, so how's the podcast going? Like, you know, you guys, you're getting, you're getting pretty cool guests on there. I'm glad I'm tuning in. I was like, like, you're gonna make money off it. I was like, dude, I just want to have fun with this. Like, come on, man. Like, right. this is my vibe, my industry that I've been doing this for 13 years. So I'm just gonna continue to do it in a way that I'm getting an education out of this as well as others. So I mean, right? Who's benefiting at all? All of us. Mm-hmm. Whoever tunes in, whoever watches. That's so right. that's really cool. I don't want to give away too much of your secrets because, I mean, obviously we're definitely going to... I don't have know, any secrets. <laughs> really? No? No secrets to, to vocal <laughs> no. training at all? No. no. No, I don't think there should be. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't think so. I think that... And, and any any of my colleagues that I work with, we share our stuff with each other all the time, you know, right. especially if we're having an issue with a student and we don't know how to get out of a puzzle, mm-hmm. we're going to contact each other and mm-hmm. say, hey, what do you do with... The-? I mean, you know, no, no yeah. secrets. Yeah. So the techniques in itself, I mean, does that revolve around um, breathing, um, taking care of your vocals, um, like your your esophagus, your diaphragm, uh, health wise, um, the range? Like, so how do you how do you really prepare like a student coming on board for like, say they've been a a vocalist for I mean, especially in our industry, we have vocalists that have never take vocal lessons, but they are vocalists, which is perfectly fine. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people that don't do that. So what's I've had a lot the, of students like that that are yeah. already pros, that are already touring, that are already in bands, and, and they're like, oh, I've never taken a voice lesson. That's yeah. cool. 
yeah that's yeah. cool and now you get to you know understand like the whole form and the artistic value behind everything in itself mm-hmm. so that's pretty cool um so what's the first thing that you really do to you know mm-hmm. identify your student like do you kind of try to bring I out the usu- technique in them yeah i usually ask you know I, I always ask them in advance to send me any any vocal material that they have online and produced and also raw and 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 you know something that i can hear just them into their microphone singing um, so I can hear both how they hear themselves processed, how they like to produce themselves and how they sound, um, you know, just sitting in their living room. Uh, so I can compare the two and hear what they're going after in their produced sound. If they're not getting something close to that in their live and natural voice, I'm going to help them make that closer. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'll ask them, uh, if they have any issues, I'll ask them what they love about their voice mm. and what they don't love about their voice. Um, and, um, and, and again, work to bring the stuff that they don't love to something that they like a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll ask about their health habits. I was just going to say, yeah, the health habits are habits in general of like doing yeah. something that's definitely blocking the next step to progressing your vocals in itself. Yes. Yes, yeah. it can. You know, and some people, you know, they're honest. They're like, oh, well, if I don't have, you know, two shots of whiskey before I get on stage, I don't get the rasp that I like to whatever. I don't, you know, right. I'm not going to, I don't judge anybody. Mm-hmm. I just listen. It's like, all right, well, if that's what you do, let's, let's see if it's affecting you any other way. And, and let's see if we can, you know, do something else to balance you. So I, I don't do judgment as much as teaching them exactly what drinking alcohol is going to do to your voice, what right. smoking is going to do to your voice. Mm-hmm. And can you live with that if this happens to you? And if you can, this is your body. This is, you know, your decision. I'm not right. going to change right. you and I'm going to work with what I have here. Yeah. You know? And the fact is, like, if you, if like, say you are taking shots or you smoke cigarettes, I mean, there's plenty of vocals that do it and that that's just of the course. life that they live in. It's not, it's nothing right. crazy. I mean, it's no big deal. But the fact is your, your, your instrument is going to disintegrate more that you expect it to in a shorter period of time. That's just what it is, you know? And you just use the the the, the phrase that's that I mean the word that really sums it up. Your instrument is your whole body. Mm. It's not just your vocal cords. It's not just what's coming out of here. It's the mm-hmm. whole body. And that's what a lot of students don't pay attention to. It's the spinal alignment. It's it's your headspace. It's mm-hmm. you know, if if you were um and things are imprinted. You know, I talk about imprinting a lot. Um, students will come and they'll be like, I don't know why um, I always feel like I'm, you know, whatever, flat when I when I go on stage and I can't get around that. I'm really, you know, tied to that. I feel really weird. And then they might have had an issue in their youth when somebody that um, they didn't like maybe have said, man, you sound horrible. You sound flat. And it gets imprinted in you. Mm-hmm. And you think that forever whenever you go on stage, you know, so I see a lot of imprinting issues. I think we all have them, actually. Yeah. The headspace, I mean, the mentality going into it, I mean, if you're already in a bad mindset before you go on stage, like you're already tricking yourself into thinking that you're not going to, you know, pr- produce well, or produce a well show, or you're not going to hit the notes that you want to hit and you kind of take a step back or something. It even happens with me. Like if I'm in a bad place, you know, there were shows where things just didn't happen the way I did. And I was like, oh, it plays such a bad show. But like in, in actuality, you, you really don't. But vocals is just such a different instrument in itself anyway. Yes. But I, I mean, posture has to take a huge role. Like, Well, you know it I mean? does. It does. But, you know, you have to understand 
so when I teach, I like to, to correct the posture, but if you're going to be rocking on stage or in a punk band, you're not going to be like, no, you know, right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, rigid and, but, but you can always re re recorrect yourself, you know, to mm-hmm. reset up the instruments. So I always say the example I usually use is if I took the neck of a guitar and, and bent it, how would the guitar sound? Well, it wouldn't sound that good. So think of your spine the same way, you know, if you're, if you're doing this, it's going to affect, you know, the vocal cords. So mm-hmm. you just want to you just want to be aware of things that affect the voice. And is there like a finite? Um, way, uh, is there like a finite way of um, warm ups or any techniques in itself? Is there? Do we have we have you personally seen different techniques and different warm ups of uh, that that have been implemented over the years? Because I know yeah. a few and such, but not mm-hmm. all of them. Yeah, I mean, you can go online on YouTube and you're going to find a thousand different warmups that, you know, teachers will give you for free. And mm-hmm. but I like to for me, I like to learn about the student and what they're doing and then give them a routine that I think works for them rather than here, take this program and do this every day, because that's kind of right. mindless to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are things that um that I, I feel that at every student should be doing every day. And those are like the lip bubbles. The yeah, those things, I love you know? that stuff. Yeah. I yeah, do it with my I, vocalist too. And I'm not even singing, you know, I just do it just to, you know, be there with them and stuff. Yeah. Like, so it's, it. it's, it's analogous to, um, a sports person when they're warming up, you know, before they, they do their athletic thing, whatever it is running or, you know, pole vaulting, you know, they're going to stretch their muscles. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. That too, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. So they're going to warm up, but then after they're done with their athletic event, they're going to warm down as well. They're going to stretch out the muscles. So you want to just, just sandwich your day with lip bubbles. If you don't do anything else, just sandwich you. Just wake up and do lip bubbles and before the lip trills, whatever you want to call them. Uh-huh. And before you go to bed at night, after you've you know had your gig, then do lip trills again. Yeah, and I don't think there's a there, I don't think there's a like a certain amount of time you have to do warm up. Like, if, there's no such thing as too much of warming up. You know what I mean? Well, yes and no. Yes. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I had um, a lot of a lot of students will think, oh man, I just you know I warmed up you know like 45 minutes before my gig, and then my voice got really tired at my gig. I'm like, well, oh, of course, because you just performed yeah. for 45 minutes right. before you actually started singing. Mm-hmm. So really, you're better off stretching out and doing your exercises when after you got up in the morning and your body is awake and your muscles are awake and the blood is flowing in your body then do your vocal exercises and you know whatever half hour an hour whatever you feel like doing sing your songs and then before your gig do like a five minute um precursor to your gig so you're just reminding your voice yeah we got a gig now we're going to be singing so Yeah, I mean, especially when you're on tour for months at a time, it's it's basically has to be explained as a marathon and not a race because there are going to be days where, I mean, uh, our vocalist did it when um, we were on Warp Tour, but he just had a couple of days of silence just to not yes. talk at all. I mean, that was, and he was drinking tea all the time. I mean, do you have any suggestions of any kind of beverage or food in itself? Like, you know, the common <laughs> stuff, stay away from cheese, stay away from anything that it has a lot of like, like a build phlegm. Yes, it can build phlegm, but it doesn't build phlegm in all people because I asked an associate of mine who's in um, Italy um, outside of Venice and I said, hey, you know, you guys, you eat a lot of cheese, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like, do you tell your students that they shouldn't eat cheese? And he looked at me like I was nuts. He's like, (laughs) no, (laughs) you know, so I thought, yeah, so I thought that was really interesting, you know, that it's not it wasn't an issue for him at all. 
for his students and it didn't come up in conversation. So I really wonder, you know, where does that come? So I think it's, it's regional, you know, um, and I think you just have to know your own body. If you know that something is going to cause phlegm, then avoid it for a good four hours before your gig. Hmm. And keep in mind too, um, things like, um, alcohol are going to dry out your vocal cords. Right. Caffeine is going to dry out your vocal cords. Yeah. Um, so stay away from those kind if you can, you know, right. yeah. like don't get into the soda habit. I mean, you know, oh, you know, no. you know when you can, and sodium ah, and the sugar, oh man. And the, the fact is you can pour a can of Coke in your toilet bowl and clean it. Like who wants to be drinking that? No, you know? absolutely not. That just sits in your stomach too. It's like the same yeah. thing as eating McDonald's French fries and that doesn't even like deteriorate when it's, in oh yeah, that's container. right. Like, ugh, like, oh, I know. That documentary kind of... opened my eyes as America. I was like, we need to kind of get into a healthy routine. This is ridiculous. Absolutely. <laughs> so you want to have, th- you want to have foods that are high in, in water content. Um, so you want to be drinking a lot of water every day. Um, and, um, but it takes a while for it to get, um, to your, uh, uh to, to the, systemically to, mm. to the, to your voice. It's not gonna, it's not immediate. You take a sip and it's not going to do anything. Oh, for That's, sure. Yeah. So it takes a while for the hydration to actually get there, mm-hmm. you know, so you want to be drinking every day, all day and oh, stay yeah. hydrated. If you're not the type of person that likes to drink water or herbal teas, um, high water content foods, you know, like, uh, watermelons, and uh, some berries and cucumbers and celery, all of those are high water content. So those are good for you to eat. You would usually see that too. I've seen that a lot backstage. Um, singers will generally ask for watermelon. They love having watermelon. So. Yeah, and they, they get creative with sometimes too. I mean, I've seen vocalists that just put a couple berries in their water and just, you know, just drink that and stuff. Or if it's crushed berries. I mean, like it seems like it looks right. disgusting, but at the same time, they're just trying to implement a healthy diet to mm-hmm. perform at their, at their best. That's right. Day. I was like, that's, that's right. interesting. I've never seen that before. And like, I don't know. It's kind of flavorful, but I'm getting like, you know, some, you know, natural food out of it to kind of, you know, also fuel me for the show and everything. So, I mean, that's right. Yeah. So I guess there is no finite way. Of, like, no. And so you have to know, you have to know yourself and your mm-hmm. body. I mean, I've got, you know, I myself have reflux. I have students with reflux. So you're going to stay away from the acidic foods, you know, right. and yeah. um, because that's going to feel like crap when you're on stage. If you've just had, you know, a a hot pepper before you get on. (laughs) And I'm a spicy kind of guy too. And I I would love to take singing up so much. I mean, my mother was a, she would used to take vocal lessons and she would never sing in front of us. I mean, she would like kind of hum, but she was actually pretty good when we were kids. I'm like, we're like singing. She's like, nah, she just, she just got stage fright. Like the only time she sung was at her sister's wedding and that was it. She was like stage fright. Nah, but she was pretty good. Well, I remember her singing when we were kids and such. So, I mean, the the music background is there with me, but she never really went out of her way to like, you know, pursue it. It was just a personal interest for her to hey, do it um, as long as she sang you lullabies and it made you happy i'm sure it did yeah i'm sure it, i don't remember but i'm sure it did you know what i mean and i'm a good sleeper so that's probably why i sleep so well there you go I'm just a heavy there sleeper um, i mean that's that's it too i mean i've got students that just take voice lessons just because they want to they're not doing anything with it and that's fine but they are maybe singing to their babies at home mm-hmm. you know yep. um or they're or they like singing around the house with their with their kids or with their husband or wife. You know, that's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, that is fine. I mean, it's just whatever. That's a personal interest. It's a hobby. Some people yeah. don't want to do that. Some people just want to naturally do something. I mean, I 
I talked to a couple coworkers who just play instruments just because it's it's just fun to them. I'm like, absolutely. Like, you know, I'm sick of playing rock band. I want to play a real instrument. I was like, okay, well then pick up a guitar and start right. playing and start learning. And you know, it just it becomes and it builds it gradually and it's like, oh now I want a gig and it's like or jam with people and it's just it's just it music in general is so therapeutically pleasing yes. in general. There was a whole documentary on it. I don't I can't remember what it was called, but they basically like um, took uh, music from. Uh, they went into a retirement home and they and then they took music of their mm-hmm. interest in general. They wrote. Uh, 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 did you ever see it? Yeah, I'm not, I, I know what, what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, and they it just brought them back to life in that retiring nursing home. It was incredible, and they were so happy. Some of them were crying because it reminded them of the war, like they were in mm-hmm. World War One or World War Two. Like mm-hmm. they were just you know brought back the happy moments and such. And I was like, oh, just music has such a powerful impact into the soul. It does. Itself. It really does. And oh. and that well, that is one of the things too. Any age of any student, I will ask them to sing me the first song that they remember singing. Hmm. And, and that did you do you try to like them to build off of that like um, not it, with the song just, itself but with other songs I just observe really... I observe them as a student mm-hmm. when they do it because a lot of things are going on in the head when they start singing something that meant a lot to them and I'll hear it in their voice I'll hear the sensitivity in their voice I'll hear the the happiness in their voice and then I'll then I make a mental note and, you know, when we're working on later material, I'll say, remember when you sang such and such for me and remember that feeling that you had. Oh, so. That's glorious. And now here's a here's a here's a tricky one. And mm-hmm. obviously it's not going to be tricky for you, but it's tricky for me. OK. I have never, you know, obviously I'm not I'm a vocalist. I never had a problem with it. But I feel really bad for vocalists who have horrific allergies because mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like that is just it's 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 unattainable to try to you know find a solution to do that before you go and perform mm-hmm. a gig or such or it's like it's inevitable to you know just you know bypass i mean you could take an allergy pill but it could still be bad have you experienced or have you know gotten i have any seen yeah i have seasonal allergies it, yeah. and um you know so i know what it's like you know you get that that stuffed up nose and it feels horrible and you have the post nasal drip and that feels horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are, um, some things that you can, again, hydration is the right. best thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, I have a student, a former student who's got really severe allergies. So she has to have the air conditioner on all the time. She has to keep the windows closed. She cannot, you know, let any outside influence come in. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Again, it depends on on the on the person, and you know, working with your allergist, seeing if you can get something that doesn't dry out the vocal cords but helps you with your allergies. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, everybody's different. It's just I, I always suggest to anybody um, if you're serious about um, just like let's say just music in general. I've I've seen mm-hmm. vocalists who like have destroyed um, their vocal cords for singing mm-hmm. improperly, or I have seen. Uh, drummers get into bad habits or guitar players get into bad habits because they're not implementing certain techniques and such. But, mm-hmm. um, I mean, that's okay too. I mean, that's their art, but I mm-hmm. mean, I, I just, I, I feel like it, there's, there's never anything wrong with reaching out to someone who you can get an education from or learn lessons from because some people just, I mean, they're naturally talented, like you said earlier, and that is true, mm-hmm. but there's, you, there's never enough to learn. Like you can always keep learning and growing. Yes. And I, and I feel that with myself. I mean, I'm constant, I'm still learning and I still feel like, Oh my God, I don't know enough. How could I be a teacher? I don't know enough yet. (laughs) You know? So there's still so much more to go. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So I totally get that. But, um, 
yeah, there was something you mentioned, and I was going to go off on that, but I complete I completely spaced. I just went with took a left turn in my brain. Cords, yeah. With damaging the vocal cords, maybe. Or? Um, yeah, yeah. When um, if somebody comes to me and they um, have a very raspy voice, or I hear like if I hear their voice cut out, like ah, and I hear that, uh, I I won't give them voice lessons until they go to an ENT and rule out. Or an, or an otolaryngologist uh, until they rule out that you know there's nothing wrong with their their vocal cords. Right, because if you don't have a diagnosis, I mean, you could be doing more damage than you even know. So correct, correct. Yeah. And I I can't see their vocal cords. I can just hear. I can <laughs> I can hear things, and I don't know whether it's damage or whether they're just holding a lot of tension and constriction and causing that sound and and holding their breath back. So I rule that out first. And then, okay, we can work. Yeah, that's insane. And you know what it comes from mostly? I mean, it's the, I think it's, the, I mean, I've seen it in metal screamers mostly because they're obviously doing two different, I mean, whether they sing and scream or just scream. But in the early, I want to say the early 2000s, I mean, it didn't seem like we had an education of like how to control screaming in itself. That's um, right. And then as we grew older, you know, and their, and their music, you know, became, you know, more successful over time, you would hear or just mm -hmm. seeing documentaries or just interviews or whatever, mm -hmm. but they or here on the music, like it's com it's almost completely gone and they're exhausted on stage. So I'm glad mm -hmm. that we were able to try to find some kind of solution to, you know, warming up around those vocals as well. Right. And I wanted to touch base on this because I think, yeah. I mean, you and Melissa Cross obviously are um, probably the most, most prominent vocal coaches that I no that's of, insane as well as that a, you say that because no, I, I just mean, I'm, I'm adore serious. her. She is just amazing, you know. So she is on a pedestal, honey. <laughs> no, I, I mean we. I mean so are you too. I mean you 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 have so much of a you know great history background. I think she 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 kind of just took on a different uh, genre itself and just yeah, was able. She to did. She really focused that. on it, and mm -hmm. she was the first one to do it. You right. Know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because the, the Zen of great. screaming. I mean that's you know some of the warm-ups i heard from that mm -hmm. track um that i was working with my vocalist when we were doing tours and, and gigs mm -hmm. i mean I, some of it correlates to clean singing or natural singing in itself. oh of course yeah so i mean you have how to much know of a how correlation to... is there i mean is there yeah, well, I, there's gotta be some differences well no i mean you have to know how to sing correctly first mm -hmm. before you're putting any kind of distortion on your voice i mean it's kind of like if, if you're a guitar player if you play okay here's the, the cursing if you play shitty and then you put distortion on it. It's going to just sound shitty. <laughs> right, know? exactly. Yeah, you have to know if how you, to If you first. play well and you put distortion on it, it's going to sound cool. Yeah, So you're right. I would just think of it that way. If you're a good singer and you put distortion on it, you're going to sound cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I just never knew that. I mean, I, it was so weird, like, kind of hearing back and using those play, using that whole playlist as a, uh, as a warm-up for any show and such. And mm -hmm. um, I was like, wow, there's a lot of, like, some of these warm-ups are really are implemented for clean vocals in a sense, but also, you know, some of them I never heard before. And then I think she kind of tackles like the way that they help the rasp or the distortion, like you were saying. Right. Right. So, yeah. She does that red rum thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's like kind of when you sit, um, we used to do it when we were kids. It was a very, for whatever reason you just said, uh, Oh yeah. That's that a vocal for, fry. Yeah. yeah. And you could do that for Ever, ever, like, and yeah. we and you oh, piss your parents off. Like they're like, "Would you stop? Would you stop?" I'm like, uh, <laughs> "Yeah, you'd have conversation." How long can we do it? <laughs> how long can we do it, little brother? Oh no, let's try it. We only yeah. have three hours to go to South Carolina, so it's like, let's just give it a shot. <laughs> it's <laughs> so this, true. That is so around. true. And but but thinking of that, when you think of the vocal fry, you can feel how natural. Some people can't do the vocal fry, hmm. and and those 
those students that are trying to scream correctly have a hard time because they're starting with constriction anyway. They're they're trying to do the ah, uh, but they're doing they're pushing it. They're uh, they're doing that. Yeah, they're forcing know? it. Correct. Yeah. And so to try for me to just get to the basics and get them to do a natural vocal fry and just start drooling, you know, it's for some it's really hard. You know? <laughs> they just don't get in the beginning. What are the challenges that you really face when it comes to students? I mean, is it the self-aware of their of they can do it or the bad habits that they have? I mean, there's got I, no, the, I would say the biggest challenge is getting them to realize that they are so very talented and I can hear the beauty of their oh. voice and they put that the kibosh so on it all the time. I can really, I hear it all the time. I hear the honesty. I hear the vulnerability. I hear the beauty and I just want them to be able to hear it. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with vulnerability. I mean, that's just, Oh God, no, it has to be there. Yeah, it has to be there. Yeah, you have to feel uncomfortable. If you don't feel uncomfortable, then you're not going to learn from it. It's just like with failing. I mean, I, I preach this all the time. Like you have to fa- you're going to fail like 50 to 100 times before you success once. And like the one success is like way more significant than the failing, obviously. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I just it's I, for challenging in itself. I feel like that is like that headspace going back to it because that heads you're it's all in your mind. Like you can control yeah. anything that you want to do in life. I mean, you just have to really kind of, you know, take that advantage and put yourself mm-hmm. in that right situation to move forward with that gig. Or move forward yes. with going to the studio because I have bad headspace when I go to the studio. I get so self-conscious and I oh, kind of like have to have a ritual now where I kind of just like, we could do a million tracks and you get the right one. I'm like, okay, let's, do, <laughs> yeah, let's exactly. just do that. It's okay. <laughs> That's what it yeah. is. But some people get like that nervousness and such. Um, but you know, as a pro player that um, if you didn't have enough things, I call it having things in your toolbox. If you didn't have enough tips and tricks in your toolbox, um, if your head is getting in the way, at least you can go, all right, well, I can do this because I know this is going to work. Mm-hmm. And that's so that's what I like to give students too is a full full palette and a full toolbox that they can, you know, get into their own sandbox and play. And if that voice comes in, you know, I'm not worthy. I suck. Oh my god, I can't believe I'm singing like that. They can say, "All right, well, I can pull this out of the toolbox and let me just work with this and maybe that'll recenter me again." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they'll feel a little bit more confident and it's like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, I, I can understand. sing. <laughs> I can sing. Yeah, it only took so long. Um, do you? I mean, do, when? I mean, obviously, you, working with a piano when you do your, you know, mm-hmm. your scales and such. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, so are they doing that at home? I mean, I'm sure not all of them have pianos or microphones, but uh, yeah, no. You of course because of the the delay, um, I can only play like a chord, you know, um, on the piano, and then I'll say, you know, it'll be an arpeggiated exercise, and they'll. Uh, they'll have to, you know, do it. And then if I see that they have that they have a hard time uh, reproducing the sound, then I know I need to do some ear training with them. Mm. So, so actually, I, it's sometimes it's good if you're not playing along with the student. How do you? How do you? Speaking of ear training, because I never, mm-hmm. I almost completely forgot about that. But how do you enhance that? That um, just, just how do you enhance your ear training itself? Like, I mean, well, some people don't naturally have it, but. Yeah, simple things I'll do. Um, if, if I'm working with a singer-songwriter, um, I'll, I'll give them um, maybe licks that they have to work on, or I'll ask them to make up a lick, you know? I'll give them a cor- you know, like a chord, mm-hmm. and I'll say, okay, just, just sing a note that you hear in that chord, and they'll sing a note that they hear, and I'll say, sing another note that you hear in the chord. I'll try to help them build it, and then I'll say, okay, write a lick, write a line Ooh. that fits in that chord. That's and then cool. we'll try to do it in all keys with them. 
That's an interesting, uh, tech, like not technique. That, that's an interesting uh, exercise. I like that. It's, really yeah, it's do. just it's just fun. It's just getting them to trust around ears. I'm not I'm not making them learn like, oh yeah, this is a you know flat five or this is whatever. I'm not making ball. yeah. I'm not making them do that. I'm making them trust their ears. Hmm. Yeah, because I do a have lot ear of for them don't. Yeah, yeah, I have ears for some things. Like I can identify. So if I hear, I don't know if I hear like a rhythm of, in a song or a chorus of song, I can just hear the. Um, the relevance to something else. I was like, oh, this right. is in the same key. Like, that's all right. I can kind of do. And that's like basic okay. training. But I've always tried and wanted to, you know, learn more to that aspect because I would like to, you know, produce songs that are, that are structurally, you know, fantastic for, I don't know, whatever, whatever we're trying to write. So, right, right. Yeah. yeah. So it's just expanding. Again, it's learning. It's just expanding your, your palette and, mm-hmm. and learning some new colors, you know, for the sound. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't expect them to use these things in any mm-hmm. of their songs, but I'm just getting them used to hearing differently than just, you know, you know, major minor chords and, uh, and, and, you know, when, yeah, I mean, like, you know, like there's, there's so many basic chords that are used in, in pop music just to stretch the ears out a little bit. Right, right. Yeah, helps it, them to make their original music sound a little more interesting when they're writing with basic, you know, chord changes. Yeah, because I use polyrhythms all the time as good warm-ups or good exercises in a sense. But you mm-hmm. can technically, like you said, use them in the songwriting. But for exercising right. and to try right. to, you know, like, you know, doing doubles with the ghost notes, you know, trying right. to get that accent, right. you know, something like that. The paradiddles, I mean, that's the favorite drumming mm-hmm. paradiddle ever. Once I teach someone the paradiddle, they don't stop. And I'm like, all right, we got to teach you something new, dude, because... <laughs> You're, right. it's, you're already going around the whole drum set. Like we need, to, we need to do something else. Um, do you? How, how far out um, for video chatting do you uh, have students for? Like, do you video chat? Like, you know, do you have a couple kids like out in the Midwest? London students out in the Midwest. London, London. really? That's so. That is so <laughs> phenomenal. And they have the accent and everything. I would. Oh, yeah. I would totally be. I'd totally be stoked about that. Yeah. 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 No, I've taught. I've I taught a student in Russia. Um, I've taught a student in France, um, you know, I've, at anywhere, I don't care what Australia, I don't care where you live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we, we don't, we don't, we're not apart from anybody anymore. You know, we it's all a, uh, universal language, instantly. you know, so yep. Thailand, yeah. oh, wow. Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. So Maybe. it's just getting the time sometimes, you know, uh, yeah. like, you know, Thailand. Oh, what is it like a 12 hour difference? So, oh, like sometimes it's like I'll, I'll get up early for them, you know, 7am because it'll be like 7pm their time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's um, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're just like trying to like open your eyes. Like, All right, yeah. Good, <laughs> well, I get up early afternoon. anyway. So it works. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Now I'm a 4am kind of guy for my job. So I, I don't mind it. I mean, I have the oh, whole day okay. to myself. Obviously we're doing this too, which is like so fucking cool. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Potty mouth on your end now. Yeah, yeah. It, it eventually came out. Eventually came out. I mean, I think YouTube would, would not like it in the first ten minutes, but towards the end, I think it's okay. I don't know. Right, sure. right. I don't know how they work yet. Um, and the one students that I I, I kind of wanted to take interest in because um, I don't know how the relationship was built, but you also, you know, being a New Jersey native, you have worked with mm-hmm. Frank Iero mm-hmm. at the time when Mike Chemical Romance was disbanded, or mm-hmm. AKA on a hiatus. Um, and his dad taught me how to teach drums. So it's really cool oh, that cool. we have kind of like a similar, you know, uh, correlation between, you know, him and I've met him a couple of times. Right. Six great... degrees of separa- three degrees of separation. Three degrees of separation. <laughs> I, and I'm in Pennsylvania, so I'm a little bit far out. 
Um, but th- they're just, you know, they're all great, talented musicians and they're great, humble people. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a couple, you know, how, how was that experience working with him? I mean, did he reach out to you on a yeah, limb he, and yeah. Um, yeah, no, he was recommended to me, um, by a, uh, a friend and a guy in town who's an, a musician who owns the guitar store in town and school and, um, Sean Reams, who's great. So if anybody is in Northern Jersey and needs a guitar teacher, call up Sean, um, but um, he recommended Frank, and uh, Frank came, and we started working. And, and and keep in mind, I really wasn't listening. Sorry, I wasn't listening to My Chemical Romance. They weren't <laughs> on okay. my radar. Well, now they are. <laughs> um, so to me, he was just a, a really sweet young man, um, married with kids, and actually – I would give him exercises that he had to do with his kids when he went home. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. They're starting a band. I think right now, like that, you know, he posts like that. I think Cherry's playing bass or Lily's playing Aww. bass and Miles is playing drums. Like they're all so that's musically so included. It's such a cute family. But, um, cute. so how was that process? Because he never really sang. And that's a perfect mm-hmm. example of somebody who really wanted to take it to the next level and get that mentorship. Um, because you know, mm-hmm. he was, he would do backups when my chemical romance was in their early days up right. until they disbanded or hiatus, however you want to, you know, identify it. And then he was he doing approached solo it projects. like an instrument. He was serious. Mm-hmm. He approached it like an instrument. He came in and I'm he's like, this is yeah. what I have. And you know, what can I do and how can I make it better? It was, there was no BS in the lesson. It was like, mm-hmm. let's get to work now. Yeah. And yeah, he was a pro musician. It was great. It was, oh yeah. It's great to work with somebody like that. Cause there's no head stuff in the way. Right. Like he he knew what he wanted to do. He knew he was here and he wanted to get there. What do I do? Mm-hmm. So yeah, and his whole family is like that too. I mean, so it's just it's it's really nice to see that he took it to you know the next level because he released so many projects so much you know shortly after um, or you know while working with you in itself because he just kept releasing music, releasing music, releasing music, releasing, and it was it was great tunes, like yeah, great punk rock tunes. Like it just totally his vibe and such. So it's cool that like he was able to get a comfortable mentor on his belt because sometimes people feel uncomfortable in the beginning. Like I remember when I started playing drums like with his dad, his dad taught me to play drums. Like I was a little uncomfortable cause I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing. But once he started kind of like feeling my vibe, I was like, okay, let's go. And then he, anything he gave me, I'm just like, you know, I want to learn that. What's next? And he's like, right. Damn it. Right. <laughs> yeah. If, <laughs> if you go to, if you go to a teacher with a fearless attitude, even if on the inside you're, you're panicking and you're going, Oh my God, <laughs> what am I doing here? You know, yeah. try not try to try to, impart I call it impartial observation that was what my teaching mentor used to say to me um there's yes you're gonna have all these voices in your head like I can do it I can't do it I kind of suck I kind of am great you know all these voices are going to be in your head so have the impartial observer just the person that's standing there going all right let's get to work let's Mm -hmm. see what happens and so I think that's the best way to approach going to a lesson is not is like those judging voices are going to be there. Mm-hmm. Let them be there, mm-hmm. but you don't have to say them out loud. Just, just observe them. Know that they're part of you. Say, hello, hello, insecurity. How you doing? <laughs> hello, pride. What's going on? Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like, Oh, I didn't think we were going to be in the same room together, but I guess we're going to figure this out. You know, that's, that's exactly what it is. And yeah. they're there. You can't will them away. You can't wish them away but you can learn to live with them because they're part of you. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the most refreshing thing too. You know it I mean? is because you'll find out that it might be the insecure part of you that's pulling out the artistic identity that you really needed to find in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And especially when you have that student that wants to come in and learn like right off the bat. I mean, it's just like, okay, let's get to work. You know, you want to learn everything yeah. that I know. 
Mm-hmm. Here you go. You know, mm-hmm. let's go. I mean, like when I teach a couple, st- I, have, I have two students. Obviously, I can't see them right now, unfortunately. But the one is starting to lean towards like a 21 pilot, like a pop rock kind of, you know, drumming or Taylor Swift or something. And I'm like, yeah, dude, absolutely. You know, and I try to focus around that in itself because that's what he's interested in. But he'll right. take it. And then and we're doing weekly, you know, like, you know, one day, one lesson, half hour uh, mm-hmm. every week on like a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Like four thirty, mm-hmm. but he just takes it and he rolls with it. He's like, "What's next?" I'm like, "Wow, you're really, you're really getting this." You know, I'm like, "This kid reminds me of man. I gotta really step it up and yeah, start giving him some difficult things." Yeah, that is that does happen. You know, the little joke that I have with um, my colleagues is I can sing two to four bars of anything. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, but don't make me sing the whole damn song. <laughs> <laughs> And that's what you get. That's the preview you get. Okay. Okay. That's right. What, that's what, yeah. No, that's right. so cool. Do you, do you all, cause we met at launch conference briefly. Mm-hmm. I walked by it and I don't know. I know. I was... And I miss, I missed going there. I was so sad that they had to, you know, postpone it this year with everything going on, but they are going to do it virtually at the end of this month. Yeah. So Poeta is a part of that as well with either oh, um, being, you know, good. live or whatever. Jeremy, you know, Jeremy is probably one of the most like humble and intelligent, you know, He's great. Music, he's so great. Music business influencers that I know of. Like he's just so mm-hmm. having conversations with him is like sitting in a college, you know, yes. class and getting this this um uh just this whole like vibe of how he goes about um the philosophy of the music and business. He's, and he's he's old school. He's old school. Yeah, he believes he in the school. artist. Mm-hmm. He's he's like the way it used to be. He yeah. just believes in the artist and gives his whole heart and soul to the artist. Yep. And so he, cool. And he creates that. And like that's like I said, that's how I met you. I don't know if I said this earlier in the podcast or I know I said it briefly before we, we got on live. But uh, when you were when I walked by you doing a panel in the middle of the Marriott, you said that, you know, um, mm-hmm. the students that want to come to me, they want to sound like this. When they said, like, no, you got to sound like yourself. I'm like, oh, I got to listen to her because she's so right. I was like, Kevin, come here. You got to listen to her. <laughs> like she knows what she's talking about, because that's what I was told too. she's told me, like, just be yourself, man. Like you have all these influences. You have all these diff- these different, you know, idols that you want to, you know, play along to. But just be yourself. Be creative. Like take from that, you know, like get a little improvise a little bit. Or, yeah. You know. I mean, that's that's what we want to hear. Yeah. Right. We don't we don't we don't want to hear you imitate somebody. You can when you're 12. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, when you're be- starting out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Sure. You know, just to get a little taste of it. Like, I want to be, you know, this. And it's like, okay. And then you're that for like a month. And then you want to be something else for a month or something. You know, our brains are sporadic yeah. at that point or whatever. Yes. And yeah. they should. And, and I love it. It's like they come in one week and it's like Christina Aguilera. And the next week it's Adina Menzel from Broadway show. It's like, okay, let's go. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> sure. Why not? But find yourself too. Yeah. Self-discovery is a big thing in art. Um, and it's it, self- is. it doesn't, it doesn't matter what it is. Um, but mm-hmm. it's music or directing or, or content creating. I just, I've met so many people who just, they're, they're so far out as like a, it is a, a full-time job for them too. And it's, and I, I yeah. greatly appreciate what they do. Cause it's like, man, they made it like, I'm so stoked for them. And uh, they are themselves. I see nothing like it. I see nothing like it. Mm-hmm. So like there's this band called a will away that I had on the podcast on uh, episode 20. He, they're all DIY. They've been DIY for a while, but now they have a team behind them and they did the old that's school great. way too. And they just grinded. They just played shows all the time. And that's not the mm-hmm. thing anymore. In order to get on no. the tour, you have to have Spotify numbers and, you know, booking agents have to be like, well, you know, how much can you, I wonder, do you think and, that's going to change because of everything that's going on with what's going on? I would say so, but not at the same time because we don't we haven't found what the next step of being touring is this pandemic is definitely hurting the music industry 
um, in full effect. One for the venues in itself because they're sure, not going to yeah. be able to, you know, you can't sell alcohol. You can't have shows. Yeah. I mean, we're going to be the last that's going to be opening in 2021 probably. Like I, there's no mm-hmm. way I see it resuming anytime soon. Right, um, right. And the only and the other problem is too when they when it does come back, the bigger bands are going to get the first taste of everything yeah, unless you're you right. have this underground scene because it's just. I, it's more the mid-tier bands that I fear for the most because the underground bands, mm-hmm. they have a community already in local or regional. The mm-hmm. mid-tier, it's like, that's going to be a competition just to even get a, a tour going and get paid. Yeah. You can only have a room cap of like, say if the room cap is about like 3,000 people, you can only have half that, not even, and you know the bigger <laughs> bands are going to get it first. And, oh, it's just absolutely ridiculous. Like, yeah. But yeah. It's, it's the CDC. I, what, we're trying to be as safe as we can, so it's just a shame, but... Uh, will it change? I think it will. We don't, I just don't know what it is. I mean, yeah. So launch 2016, I okay. went and 17, and there. that was yeah. the biggest leap with the Spotify numbers. It used to be play shows, mm-hmm. release good music, which is still the same thing. But you know, get mm-hmm. on the road, get on the road, get on the road. Now it's like, well, if you want to get on the road, you have to have you have to show your Spotify analytics and how much it's reaching out there and what counties are listening to you and is it worth you bring out there to bring a draw. It's, it's very specific. I know. And it's, that's, that's so sad to me because that, that can tend to take away from the artistry of the mm. person yeah. because they, they tend to, then they go, well, well, I have to do this. So I get the numbers and, and I have to sing like this. So I get them. And it's like, Oh, it's a blessing and a curse. You just, it, it, the internet you can use to your advantage. Obviously, um, if you do a lot of studying, in general with what you're involving yourself in whether it's a youtube channel mm-hmm. whether it's your music there's ways in going about of marketing there's ways in go about creating great content it mm-hmm. if, if you don't have that thought process it is a little bit harder but with you know studying and or getting a mentor in itself uh with whatever it is your 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 craft your your music uh music because mm-hmm. that's what she was for me she was uh the first thing he said to me when i was like i, I told him well i told him i said i want to be a full-time musician like you know mm-hmm. i want to be in a band in the original band he's like don't do it and like <laughs> obviously i'm doing it but and he said the same thing to frank and look at him but right. uh super successful um but he said it's the music and it's the music business and they're mm-hmm. two completely different things and that stuck with me and i studied the music business entirely i'm like this is how you got it this is what you got to do so it you know mm-hmm. things will evolve over time but it is a shame i don't like the whole spotify thing i wish you could just there's still old school ways of doing it where you Say a will away, they're from Connecticut, they come play in New Jersey, and we host them. Well, mm-hmm. we're gonna trade off that show when we go to Connecticut, and they're gonna host us with probably mm-hmm. the same room cap in right, the DIY right. setting. So, some of those old school ways of going it, but they were they were so old school, they were they were um they were just touring all the time, which is so cool. I, that's a dream of mine, but mm-hmm. maybe one day. Um, and but I talked to Matt, and he did say he and I and I kind of brought this up earlier before we started live. He's using this mm-hmm. lubricant from Whole Foods, it's called. Oh, excuse me, Singer Saving Grace, and it. What is your take on something like that that would do for a vocalist of anybody? Well, it's it's anything that you ingest is only going to touch your throat. It's not going to touch your vocal cords at all, mm-hmm. because when you when you spray something in, it's just coating your throat. So if you have a sore throat, it's going to soothe it but it's not going to do anything at all to your vocal cords Mm. because when you uh, swallow anything, food or beverage, your, your vocal cords are closing. The false vocal cords next to them flap over and the epiglottis flaps on top of that so that everything can pass down your esophagus. 
So it doesn't t- doesn't even get near them. The only thing that touches your vocal cords is steam. That's it. Wow. Yeah. yeah that's Otherwise, be the most effective. Yeah, that's why when you sing in the shower, you sound like a, a you know a, a glorifying. Angel, so you could save you know? a lot of money and not get this stuff and just you know. <laughs> Just hot. boil some water and go. Just inhale it. <laughs> Get a mask and just like in, just pour hot steam. Well, not hot, but like steam into your into your vocals. Just and steam. Just like, yeah, just, just steam. steam. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't be hot, hot. Yes, yeah, it, yeah. it says it soothes and moistens and is a lubricant that's overworked the throat tissues. And then it says a blessing for anyone singing, screaming, cheering, shouting, or. I don't know well, that, and if but. somebody, well, let's put it this way: if somebody is singing incorrectly or screaming incorrectly, they're going to get a sore throat. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so. You shouldn't be getting a sore throat if you're doing it correctly. So you wouldn't need that stuff. You would be tired, but mm. you would you shouldn't be sore. Yeah, there's a lot of roots that are involved with it as well, and it's gluten free, which is good. But also, it says caution: do not use during pregnancy. So, ladies, do not. If you're a vocalist and you're pregnant, please do not use this product at all. Like, right. it is the you'll be screaming at labor right. anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> unless if you're all med up. <laughs> You know yeah, what right. I mean? I don't know. It depends. You want to do the natural thing? That's you know, that's, that's yeah. whatever you want to do. You want to do it in the bathtub? Trust me, even before the meds kick in, you're, it's painful. <laughs> I'm sure. I'll never know that experience, and I'll never put an opinion yeah. on it whatsoever. I, I, uh, that's crazy. Um, yeah, so it's just, like I said, people find different ways of you know trying to um, you know touch up their vocals, or it seems like this is just a lubricant in itself, but it has nothing to do with... You know what? If it's if it's If it works, you know? Right, but... It should be the only option, in a sense. That's yeah. how I feel about it. Like, there's other ways of going about it. If that's what you do, fine. But I feel like there's there's always going to be a different way of, um, you know, taking advantage of warming up. Yeah. Or... I mean, it's like a rab- rabbit's foot. You know, if if it works for you to have one in your pocket, you know, then have one. And and if it makes things better, you know, magnetic bracelet when you're playing golf, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like a weight or something. You know, it just kind of gets you balanced. I don't know. Like... It, Which right. are real things, yeah. Right. And I'm not going to argue with somebody, you know, if mm-hmm. they're if that works for them, keep doing it. Right. Yeah. Whatever <laughs> you, know? you can tailor to yourself that you know works for and, your best. Because it's not hurt. I'm. It's not hurting you. No. You know, it's not hurting you to take that stuff. Unless if so. you. Unless if, well, it did say I. I it did say, you're, do not, unless you're. Yeah, it was like don't apply twelve times in a day or something. I was like, oh, well, I guess that's not good. <laughs> Just don't, don't don't overdo it. <laughs> Just yeah. probably once or twice yeah. and then you're good. I don't know. Right. Right. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, I you know I hope to see you more at, uh, conferences and such. I mean, launch was such a launch is such a great um, conference in itself, and the panelists are just so like so well rounded with knowledge. It's just incredible. No. So anybody can be there. Like, and they're so open and loving and willing to talk to anybody for as long as you need to talk about your craft. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like because I've been to so many other ones where you know the the talking heads are on the stage. And then they go and they line up behind a table and, and people like a, like a wedding line, they march down and they shake their hand and that's it. You can't yeah. talk. To, you know. Yeah. Now it's different. <laughs> now it's going to be all over online, but I'm hoping we can resume things later on in the future. Yeah. Um, have you, have you, you know, have you involved yourself in a lot of those um, conferences or meetups? I mean, cause that's good for building communities in general. It, it is. But um, I'll tell you, I just loved Jeremy's seen so much that I was just hoping he would expand and go to other cities <laughs> with yeah. launch, you know, one day. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah um, day. yeah, but, but I'm look, my door is always open. I'm available to, you know, to talk to anybody about voice. My, um, my consultations are free. I'll give you, it's a 15 minute consultation. If I'm really engaged in a conversation, I'm not going to cut you off at the 15 minute mark. 
you know, and that's free consultation. So, yeah. and I appreciate you coming on and talk to me about, you know, how you go about your techniques and everything as well, because this was like such a refreshing conversation in itself. And it was great talking to you since, you know, mm-hmm. since pleasure. Launch. Yeah. The pleasure's all mine. The pleasure's all mine. Um, yeah. can, what are, um, what are ways to reach out to you in general to possibly take interest of, you know, having you as a mentor in, in general? Well, you can go to my website, zooktunes.com, Z-U-K-E-T-U-N-E-S.com, zooktunes.com. Um, and that I'm on, you know, Instagram, Zooktunes. Zooktunes, you just have to type that in and you're going to find me. And yeah, uh, there's catchy. a contact. Yeah, there's a contact there. Or if you want to just go ahead and book a consultation, go ahead and book a consultation and, and um, we can take it from there. Even if you just want to say, hi, I'm a singer. Check out my stuff. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'll check exactly. it out. For I'll sure. check out anybody's. I check out everybody's songs. Everybody, I don't, I don't care what your bag is. I love listening to original music. Oh, the original music is just so endearing to their who they are as a person. That I, I totally agree with that a hundred percent. Like, yeah, especially when it's before it's so overprocessed. I really hear them, and I just love that. I just love that. Yeah, me too. But hey, listen, I, I thoroughly am, you know, honored to have you on the podcast. You know, I'm going to be hoping to talk with you more soon. Actually, like I've wanted to be in vo- I wanted to take vocal lessons for so long. So I know there's on the house be for you a text message. Oh, absolutely. A hundred and ten percent. Like I'm way over a hundred. Like I'm, I'm texting you as soon as I'm ready to take vocal lessons. Like it's just, right you know, it's just uh, something I wanted to do for so long. There's just a lot great. of control that I can have. I, I can kind of hear it in myself. So I'm sure you'll be able to mold me in a lot of oh, ways that fun. I won't be able to. No, it'll be a good time. It'll be yeah, a really good time. It'll be fun. But thank you for taking the time to do this. It was a, Thank it was a you. pleasure of mine, honestly. And then I'll put all of your contact information in the description in YouTube as well as other platforms that I put out there. And then this Great. episode will go out on Monday on July 6th. So Excellent. Excellent. Well, have a great weekend. I hope you're barbecuing tomorrow. Yeah, you too as well. Enjoy your holiday. Thank you. Know, you, you and your husband oh. and your yes. family. So just yes. just stay safe, please. You know, it's, it's, it's oh, pretty yeah. bad out there. I'm not even going to the beach or anything. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. I'm staying home. No, that's that's what we're doing, but that's yeah. just fine. That's right? just fine. Totally yeah. hanging my family. It's no big deal. <laughs> yeah. But okay, right. so I'm gonna sign off. Thank you for everybody for tuning in and um we're gonna put all of her information to contact her as a mentor in the description. So thank you again, Zook. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I had a blast. Thank you.